I am half New Yorker. Uh, my dad is from New York. We don't have any issue with um, it saying how we feel. Uh, I can cut straight to the point quite easily. Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, Podcaster. Hello. Thank you for having me. Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners. Hi, my name is Holly Rubenstein and I am the host of the Travel Diaries podcast. Thank you for joining us, Holly. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. It's been a little mini heat wave these last few days, which has been a joy to experience after a long, hard winter. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Great. Let's begin. Why did you decide to start your podcast? Well, my background was in entertainment journalism originally. I was a red carpet reporter for Reuters and the BBC, and I would hang out interviewing movie stars and pop stars. And they got so, I could see in their eyes that they got a bit bored of being asked the same question over and over and over again. And as I also started to work in the travel sphere, I realized that they might George Clooney might be more interested in chatting to me about his hidden travel gems than he would be answering the same question about the movie he's made for the one millionth time that day. And I'm nosy. I like to know where people go and I like to get good recommendations as well. So I had a look online to see if there was anyone else that was doing this. And I was amazed to see that there wasn't. There was people's food celeb interviews. There was interiors. There was all kinds of things, but there wasn't really a travel one that was existing out there. And so I thought, right, God, I better move quickly. And and so I did. And The Travel Diaries was born. What is the best part of making your podcast? Oh, the best part of making my podcast. That's a really good question. I think that it is actually connecting with the listeners. Um, I have over the last four seasons built a really great relationship with my audience and to hear that they are inspired to book holidays and visit certain places because of the episodes is wonderful. But also in this particular situation, I have a podcast that's about travel when two of the four seasons have come out during a pandemic where we've been unable to travel and to hear from so many different people that it's got them through lockdown by them being able to shut their eyes and transport themselves to somewhere that's outside of the confines of their home is actually an amazing feeling that it's been able to help in just a little way. What has been your proudest moment in life? In life? Wow, that's a really big question proudest moment in life well I felt very proud when I got married um, and met my husband and uh, we decided to elope on a beach in Santa Barbara half of our friends don't actually even know that we did that 
um, because we had a wedding later. That was a very proud moment. Um, But generally, the success of the podcast, seeing it when it got into the top 15 of the charts, that was a huge moment, a huge feeling. And and I'm still kind of, I wouldn't say I have imposter syndrome, but I definitely... I'm amazed at how quickly the podcast has grown and it, I still have to pinch myself when some of the names like Michael Palin and Dr. Jane Goodall and Sir Ranulph Fiennes are agreeing to come and speak to me on the podcast. It's surreal, frankly. What was the last mistake you made? I'm making mistakes all the time. Um, what was the last mistake that I made? Well, we're training our puppy at the moment. I've got a a three-month-old Cavapoo puppy called Indy who arrived at the same time that we moved house and that my mum was moving house and that I was starting my new season of the podcast. So it's been a pretty intense period of time and I'm looking forward to things winding down a little bit. And we're training her at the moment and I, I meant to be sticking really rigidly to keeping her you know being a good well-behaved puppy and sometimes I sneak her some treats and I sneak her some food from the table and I don't tell my husband because we're meant to be making her a good puppy. Fruit or veg? Oh hands down fruit. I'm a fruit person, love love a juice, love a tropical juice, love a fresh juice, have tried juice diets occasionally, not a big advocate of those but there aren't that many vegetables that I like. Huge broccoli fan um I'd say I I I would eat broccoli most days but yeah fruit all the way what podcast episode has been your biggest achievement I would say the that's a hard one I'm going to answer it in two parts V the the perhaps the biggest achievement was the short haul episode that I had with Richard Branson Richard Branson the reason being that it was um, one of the very first episodes that I ever recorded. And so off the back of that, it helped me to get other great guests and for the podcast to grow exponentially. I was traveling around the US for two months at the time. And I got a last minute call that he was going to be in San Francisco. And did I want to go and interview him? And so we were further down the west coast towards Palm Springs we changed our itinerary and zoomed up and I managed to get that time in with him which was amazing and um, though it was very brief it it was a catalyst for the rest of the for the rest of the season that actually wasn't going to be my answer I was going to say Sir Michael Palin because he has been my travel idol and he inspired me to also focus on travel from a journalistic point of view. In fact, I studied social anthropology at university, which has travel at its heart in many ways. And, and that was another reason that I studied it. So when he agreed to come on the podcast and ended up being one of the very first human faces that I saw after the first lockdown ended. In fact, apart from my family, he was the first human face that I saw. He invited me to his house in London that was an incredible moment. Do you find it easy to express your opinion? <laughs> yeah, maybe too easy. <laughs> I am half New Yorker. Uh, my dad is from New York. We don't have any issue with um, it saying how we feel. Uh, I can cut straight to the point quite easily. 
What's your favourite sandwich? Well, I enjoy sandwiches less these days because I can't eat eat bread, but I eat gluten-free substitutes, which are becoming more acceptable. Favourite sandwich is a really important question to a lot a lot of people, I, I, so I have to give this a little bit of thought. I would say, I keep thinking about Joey and Friends. I'm feeling like a meatball marinara type vibe. It's like the dream sandwich, but if not, um, smoked salmon and cream cheese would be my would my go to. Have you ever lied to somebody about the cost of something you've bought? <laughs> yes, yes, is the answer to that. Uh, when we're in the process of trying to kind of do up our, our house a little bit, having just moved in, sometimes, yeah, yes, I, I won't say anything more, but yes, yes, I have. I have lied about that, that kind of thing sometimes. Money or fame? Oh, you know, not necessarily either, I would say. I don't think money or fame is are either really very, are things that we should necessarily aspire to in any particularly um, intense way. Because I think as we've learned over the last few months, there's far more to life and we've all re-evaluated what's important. So I would say neither. What person from history would you love to have as a guest on your show? From history? Hmm. Well, I guess it would have to be Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I don't know that much about Christopher Columbus, but I would love to find out more about his travel diaries. I think that they would be pretty inspiring and to get an impression from someone about the first about being the first person to see different places is always always interesting on a different level um on this season season four of the travel diaries I had a guest on called Gavin Thurston he is Sir David Attenborough's wildlife cameraman and he has been one of the first people to see lots of different species of fish and marine life because they've gone in deep sea submarines um filming for for series like blue planet and i just was absolutely amazed i thought how cool to hear about these species that none of us had ever heard of were completely unseen so yes christopher columbus because of that sense of discovery what song makes you happy oh well actually the song that makes me feel most happy I would say is happy, the Pharrell Williams song. I would be very surprised if someone could listen to that and not feel instantly uplifted. And I've interviewed Pharrell before and he's a very cool guy, very chilled guy um, and such an incredible musical talent. So yeah, I'd go for happy, Pharrell Williams. When did you last feel alone? Well, I think that we've all felt alone a lot more than normal in these weird uh, circumstances. Um, I was lucky that I had my wedding was um, just over a year ago. It was 
the December before last, uh, managed to sneak it in just before all of this happened. But I haven't seen the majority of my friends since that time. So well over a year. Uh, and then that is obviously very isolating and, and sad. Um, I'm lucky that I, uh, have ha- I, I really have found my new dog edition Indy has really filled up my heart and and made us feel like a real family and so I haven't felt too alone but um definitely we've all had moments haven't we of feeling disconnected in this strange disconnected time but hopefully you know it won't it won't be long before we are able to reestablish those those connections again what was your worst subject at school? Physics, I would say. I never understood moments or... You see, if you do, I, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know what to describe. I didn't understand because I didn't understand it. Um, I, my next guest on the podcast is Heston Blumenthal. And he was quoting Newtonian theory to me. And... Uh, and I, I, I have to admit, I struggled to keep up. He was a better teacher than some of my teachers. So I made it far more exciting to listen to. What would you do today if there is no tomorrow? Oh, wow. That's a profound one. I would make sure that I saw my parents, my mum and my dad, and told them how much I loved them. How easily distracted are you? I'm quite easily distracted. I'm quite efficient. Um, I can achieve quite a lot in a small period of time. So I would say I'm quite hyper-focused in some ways, but I also get quite excited about different elements. I mean, in my school um, kind of personality quiz thing that we did when we were at school, I was told that I was a butterfly. So I guess, you know, a butterfly is easily distracted. Um, So I like to, well, I like to juggle a lot of things at once. I mean, my answer just now sounds like I'm easily distracted, doesn't it? There was really very little sense in what I just said. Reality or fiction? I would say probably reality. I have learned from the podcast how many amazing stories you can, you can find, you can hear, you can experience through listening to other people's reality and how they can transport you somewhere that feels almost like fiction. And also, I love to hear about human stories and I love to hear about human people. Um, So yes, I'd say reality. What's the difference between you and other people? I would say the main difference is that I have... um, I've lived with chronic health problems for about my whole adult life, really, um, up from the age of around 14. And at times, in fact, going back to your question about feeling alone as well, that is incredibly isolating. Um, I have a complex health condition that is very hard to be explained or defined and has been a bit of a medical mystery for a long time. I have a better idea of what's going on now. But uh, I live with pain uh, every single day, sometimes debilitating pain. 
and I have energy issues and a huge array of other symptoms. And it's very much at odds with the public persona that I have where I appear to be a very high achieving, well-traveled, living a glamorous and happy life. And in some ways there is truth to that, but in other ways, um, actually my life is challenging on a daily basis. And I would say that I don't know that many other, a lot of people have health problems. Perhaps in my immediate circle, there isn't really anyone who has to um, combat quite as much. So in that sense, I do sometimes feel different from the other people around me in that respect. What three episodes of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? Now, this is a question that's like, you know, that's that cliche of choosing between your children. Um, to pick three episodes is an incredibly hard um, thing to do. And I'm on to episode 51 next week. But um, I would pick, to give you a, a kind of overview of why as well, I would pick Rick Stein. Rick Stein is my most popular ever episode, my most ever listened to episode. And foodie episodes are always really popular because chefs take huge inspiration from their travels. So I have a lot of chefs come on as guests on a podcast and, you know, their travels can shape their food trajectory and, and their careers even. And what I love about Rick Stein is that aside from his voice being so recognizable, which is amazing, he really brings to life the destinations through food, be that the curries of Lucknow and India and, and the rice dishes from Rajasthan to some of the, the, the parts of France that he was bringing to life because he had a book about France at the time. And, and in doing so, he reveals so many interesting places that I hadn't necessarily heard about, certainly hadn't traveled to. And he has a really interesting career trajectory as well because he originally ran a nightclub down in Cornwall. That was his first job. So he actually didn't come to food until later. So his travel diaries were great. So that's one. And then I would pick Simon Reeve. Listening back to all of my episodes, that is one of my all-time favorites. He is the ultimate traveler. I mean, he's visited nearly every country in the world. And I find him inspirational because he travels humbly and he travels with so much curiosity so he isn't afraid to get under the skin of a destination and ask challenging questions and because he's traveled so widely he chooses really unusual destinations in the episode but on top of that he is so honest and in fact all three of my favorites my guests are kind of startlingly candid about their lives so in Simon's instance, he when he was left school, he said he felt suicidal, he felt hopeless. And he then revealed this whole other part of his life that a lot of people don't know about, which was that he was, as a, t a late teenager, early 20s, he managed to get a job as a postboy at the Sunday Times and then worked his way up to become an investigative reporter and ended up becoming a specialist in Al-Qaeda and wrote a New York Times best-selling book before he even went into telly but that wasn't even on his horizon and travel so 
that was a, an amazing episode. I really, really loved it. And then finally, I'd say Joe Malone. Joe Malone, um, who founded Joe Malone and then went on to found Joe Loves. That this is a an example of an incredibly inspiring businesswoman. But also, again, it tied in so well with travel because she gets the, she's known for her fragrances, right? Her candles, her, her scents. And she is so inspired by her travels um, that she picks up what she describes as notes that then go into her fragrances, whether that's the smell of the sea that went into a fragrance from Turks and Caicos or orange blossom from Seville or sandalwood from Dubai and also she was incredibly candid and honest to me about her experience with breast cancer and how travel played an important part in her recovery. She moved from London to New York for treatment and she was really honest about that part of her life. And it's just amazing actually in all three episodes how much um, travel can uh, punctuate the important parts of your life and the highs and the lows and in each episode really there's we have a lovely flow of high moments low moments moments of discovery so that's why I'd pick those three but it's really hard what is at the top of your travel bucket list well the most picked destination um is without question New Zealand and I think I'd probably have to go with the majority of my guests who pick that um I've never been the landscape there looks so beautiful. It feels so far away because it is. The people are known to be so nice. Um, such diverse landscape, which I think always makes for an amazing trip when you can um, see coastal spots, mountainous spots, rainforest, jungle, you know, big open plains. And I think that New Zealand offers everything so I don't know when I'll get there because it's a long old flight and I actually don't love flying ironically but um yeah that is top of my travel bucket list that's all the questions completed how did you find the experience thank you so much I found it um more introspective than I had anticipated and I hope that I was able to articulate what I meant to say to you um, but I really enjoyed it and thank you for giving me the mo- the time to uh, reflect on some of these things thank you thank you again Holly for being a guest on Podcaster it was nice to meet you it was lovely to meet you too thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster if you haven't already please subscribe rate and review You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care and until next time, goodbye.